You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Praise the Lord for, the, for His blood. Amen. And uh, I'm thankful for uh, Wednesday night service, thankful for the opportunity to be here at Victory Baptist Church. And uh, as Pastor mentioned, he wanted me to give a little bit about uh, my background. Uh, I was born and raised uh, in California, uh, in uh, the city of San Francisco. And uh, when I was uh, 13, uh, there was a a Bible church background that ran buses. (laughs) And they invited uh, my sister and I to a vacation Bible school. And uh, at the age of 13, I received Christ as my personal Savior. Uh, in San Francisco, in California, and you think that's the left coast, uh, and, and it's unique. And uh, I went to church really just uh, since, uh, since that time and uh, went into a university. My, my goal in life was to make money, and uh, my folks, uh, they came from uh, Hong Kong and China. Uh, they immigrated over here uh, in the 1960s, and uh, let me rephrase that. They immigrated here legally <laughs> in the 1960s, and uh, so uh, their, their goal really was for me to grow up here and, uh, you know, really to uh, uh, enjoy the American dream and uh, to make money and, uh, you know, have, have a good opportunity to go to school, go to university. So that's kind of my goal in life was to uh, make money. And uh, I, I was going to church and I was going to university. And my last semester there at the university, uh, God called me into the ministry. I said, I went three and a half years already. I might as well finish. So I finished and I went right into a Bible school uh, there at Gonsei Baptist College. And uh, your pastor was there before us uh, a little bit ahead. And folks talked about his name and talked about his, his example. And we've always knew about him. And really, our, our past crossed a little bit uh, in, in, a, in a Sunday school class there around the 2000 and, uh, 2004, 2005 uh, uh, at that time. And uh, uh, so when, when I went to Bible school, had an opportunity to intern at a church there in the Bay Area. That's where I met my wife, uh, Elena. And then uh, we, uh, I finished uh, uh, Bible school, took a missions trip. So a missions trip is very, very important. I encourage you to take a missions trip. Took a missions trip in November of 2004, and we came back to, uh, uh, from Hong Kong, came back to, uh, to the States. Really, God was dealing with my heart about Hong Kong and about China, uh, but I fought it. I fought it. It was, it was, a, it was, a, diff- it was a challenge. And uh, on my heart was, uh, God, you're pointing and calling the wrong person. <laughs> Because uh, my folks came from there. And I said, God, you don't understand. They, uh, we, they, our, our, our heritage, you can say, came from there. And they came to America for the American dream. And for, us, for me to go back to where they came from was very, very, uh, a very difficult uh, decision. And really, one year later, uh, we walked out and made it uh, public that uh, God has called us to the mission field and that we're surrendering to go. And uh, so we started deputation uh, with a... a uh, with a Baptist International Missions Incorporated, and uh, we've been on deputation since uh, 2000, uh, 2006, and we got to the field uh, December of 2007, and uh, really, since we've been there, God has really blessed. God has uh, opened different doors, and uh, it helps uh, that uh, we don't have to go to language school. Uh, we know the, the culture and the language, and uh, really, God has uh, allowed us to uh, start, uh, to really start one uh, church and uh, restart another church, and then uh, with that church, it has a preschool, if you saw in the video, and and it's really a, 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 a tremendous blessing. Uh, through that ministry, that, that, that preschool is really uh, under the government's umbrella. And, uh, but we're able to have a Christian uh, ministry uh, under the government, a communist government. And uh, in our preschool, we can have chapel service. We can sing Christian songs. We can teach uh, from the Bible. And uh, in our 
curriculum. It's, it's really a, a year-round curriculum. They go to school uh, about 11 months out of, out of 12, or out, out, of the, uh, out of the year. And, uh, but Vacation Bible School is incorporated uh, in our curriculum. And the government, the communist government, is paying for Vacation Bible School every year. So that, that's a blessing. And uh, I want to just encourage you, uh, after the service tonight in the back uh, foyer area, please take a prayer card and uh, remember, our, uh, remember our family, the Al family. And uh, one way to remember is uh, AU, okay? And uh, we always often say that if you get hurt, uh, you say Al, <laughs> that's how you say her last name. So if you get hurt, uh, instead of cussing and saying something wrong, all right, you pray. <laughs> pray for the Al family. Uh, that'd be a blessing to us. That'd be an encouragement to us. But on that video, uh, two things I would just like to make mention there. Uh, if you would specifically pray, pray for us. We're just coming out of COVID. Uh, Hong Kong has one of the tightest COVID restrictions. We've had a battle of three years of COVID. And really, this February, this past February, when they finally, okay, all the measurements, when they finally removed them. And you're talking about children who go to school as young as two years old in our, in our preschool. They have to be tested daily, two years old. Okay, mass every day. This is, you're talking about babies that are six months and up, they have to be masked. Now, I don't know how you can do that, but it's possible. They've, they've done it. And we've had to, uh, have to uh, register on, a, on an app that everywhere you go, from a supermarket to a school uh, to a restaurant, you have to scan in to go into these places. And you need to be vaccinated, okay? And it's not just one or two, it's three shots. <laughs> Hong Kong has the highest vaccination rates. And uh, 90%, over 90% has two shots, over 80% has three shots. And I'm not against it, I'm not against it, but most people would say uh, it's not scientific, but it's more surveillance out there uh, in Hong Kong with, with uh, what, what some of these measures uh, that they have for COVID. So pray for us that we're just coming out of COVID, and I pray that the church would just move forward past COVID. Uh, the second thing I pray for is uh, the national security law. Uh, that law makes it difficult uh, for uh, really for uh, uh, future ministries and how they view this law is very, very broad. And uh, what they can say is that if you have any outside support or outside funding outside of, the, outside of Hong Kong, they can say that you're colluding with a foreign government. And uh, we've had difficulties there where people have uh, immigrated and uh, left there. The, the video says that in June of 2020 uh, was when they uh, passed this law. About 140,000 people have left uh, by, by in six months' time. Now, really, two and a half years later, over probably about 400,000, more than 400,000 people have left Hong Kong because of the fear of what this law can do. So if you pray for us there, pray that the doors are still open in Hong Kong, that we're able uh, to continue to minister there and continue to uh, reach people uh, in the place of Hong Kong there. So uh, please take your Bible if you would. Uh, in the, we're in the book of uh, Luke chapter number 5. Uh, Luke chapter 5. And I want to give you a short thought uh, tonight. Uh, Luke chapter number 5, and if you're able, if you would, please stand uh, in honor of God's word. Luke chapter number 5, and we're going to go from a verse 1 down to a verse uh, number 5. Again, Luke chapter 5, starting with verse number 1. The Bible says this, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a draft. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night, and have taken nothing. 
Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Let's pray together and ask God for his help tonight. Father, we thank you again uh, for the privilege, uh, the honor uh, that we have uh, to be in church. And uh, Lord, I pray that we would not take this for granted, uh, that we can meet together freely here. Lord, I pray for these next few moments that you would use your word to minister to our hearts, uh, that you would even uh, encourage us, you would even comfort us, you would even challenge us. Uh, but most importantly, Lord, change us. Help us to be more like Jesus Christ. And uh, Lord, use your word uh, to speak to our hearts. We commit our time to you, and we ask for your blessing. Now, we'll thank you for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you for standing with me. Uh, despite the national security law that was passed, uh, I believe God is still working in the hearts of people. Uh, in that video there, the first two a couple that, that was interviewed, uh, Brother Vincent and Emily Lowe, uh, when they first came to church, their daughter was in our preschool, and we invited them to our Christmas program. And uh, when I went to shake his hand, uh, he says, don't shake my hand. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with church. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just here because my daughter wants to go to the Christmas program. And uh, he, he was just standoffish. He didn't want anything to do with church. And, uh, but after that first Sunday, he kept coming, and he kept coming, and he kept coming. Really, he came in a year's time. He just kept coming, but he would not get saved. And it was about a year and a half later when he finally, when I asked him, would you be willing to trust Christ as your personal Savior? And he says, yes, I would. And uh, we had opportunity to lead him and his wife to Christ uh, inside the preschool there where we meet. And uh, they've been in church faithfully uh, ever since. And he's one of our deacons in our church. Can you imagine that where you start out? He didn't want anything to do with church. He was just against it. Didn't want to shake my hand. Didn't want me, didn't want me to welcome him to church. And then afterwards, really, he's, he's one of those now in church. He's plugged in. His kids are plugged in. And uh, he's serving. He's, he's taking care of the Sunday school that, that went, uh, as we're gone. But he's just plugged in. And you know what convinces me? Uh, when, what, what we've seen on the mission field, what we've seen as we travel on, on, on this brief furlough that we're on, God still cares about people. He still wants people to get saved. And I'm convinced that God cares for everyone here, everyone throughout the world. He cares for people. And he doesn't want any to perish. All should come to repentance. God cares for people. But second thought I want to give you is not just God cares for people. Uh, God wants people to follow him. God is calling people. God is calling people to follow him. Your theme is to follow Jesus. He, he wants people to follow him. And in our pastor's scripture tonight, in Luke chapter number 5, uh, God is called, Jesus is calling uh, Simon Peter. And uh, uh, our pastor's scripture starts with Simon Peter as a fisherman. And uh, this uh, passage concludes uh, Simon Peter, not, not just a fisherman, but he becomes a fisher of men. Uh, I want you to notice with me in this pastor's scripture uh, about this thought about God's program. Now, we know God's program uh, for world evangelization is the Great Commission. Go ye into all the world and to preach the gospel. That's God's program. But here's my thought for each, of, each one of us tonight. What is our part in God's program? What is my part in God's program for outreach? What is your part in God's program for outreach? I want you to notice three thoughts with me about this, uh, about this in this passage about our part in God's program. Would you look at, uh, we're in uh, Luke chapter number five. Look with me again in verse number one. The Bible says this, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesareth and he saw two ships standing by the lake, 
but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing the nets. Here's Jesus. Uh, he's by this lake and he's teaching. <laughs> he's teaching. He's preaching. He's, uh, he has a, pe- pe- a following and he's teaching them. Now, here's what he notices. He sees by the shore there, there's two ships. Two ships that were not on the water. Two ships that were not being used. You can say two ships that were idle. And uh, the fishermen had gone out of the ship. They're not in them. So what Jesus noticed as he's teaching a multitude of people there, he saw, he saw two ships. They're not being used properly. And I want to give you a thought tonight here. When it comes to our part in God's program for, for world evangelization, am I being used properly? Or am I being involved? Uh, what is my part in this world uh, evangelization? What is my part in God's program? We often have to take uh, account of our own lives and we have to evaluate ourselves. What am I doing for world evangelization? Now, uh, 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 Pastor mentioned uh, in, in, uh, in a place like this, uh, this is country rule. And uh, you can tell I'm big city. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm from the city. I'm, I'm not used to. I'm not used to this area. And as you saw the video, uh, there's, there's a multitude of people in Hong Kong. Now, uh, where we live is the high rises. It's all city. It's all city. And uh, what I see here, man, I look, we're, we, we get jealous. We drive down the street and we see a big house, you know, and they have maybe two or three cars and uh, have, a, have a garage area. They have a swing set out there. And our kids, I don't think our kids ever played. These two guys, they never played on a swing set in their life because there's no room for swings. And we, we look at all that, and we get kind of jealous. But when, when I look around here, when it comes to uh, reaching people, to me it's difficult. Not for you, maybe easy, but for, for me it's difficult. I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking around. How do you invite people to church? Because from one house to the next house is so far away. <laughs> I mean, you can't just walk to the next house, right? When you, you pass out a track or you put a, put a, 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 a flyer somewhere, what do you do? You drive and you, it's like you drive here to drive. What do you do? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm confused because where we go, there's people everywhere. Where our um, building, um, you can say our, our, we call it a block. Really, it's an apartment complex. We live on the eighth floor and uh, between the six of us is about 800 square feet. <laughs> Okay, 800 square feet. Now, that's big. <laughs> We're thankful for that. Less to clean, okay? <laughs> All right? But, but, it, but wherever we go, there's people. And I challenge our church this. Before you leave service, please take one gospel track. Just one. Now, think about that. Just one gospel track. And I tell our folks this. If you would just take one gospel track, and this week you concentrate on one individual. Maybe it's a, a coworker. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a relative. Maybe it's a friend in school. If you would just take one gospel track and you concentrate on that one person and have one good contact for the week, and if you can get them into church, can you imagine that in a week's time, if everyone did that, if everyone could get one person in church, your church would double in one service. But can you imagine, what if you didn't, you didn't focus on once or maybe one month? <laughs> maybe even one year, if we didn't have high goals, low, uh, low, small goals and low goals, if we had one person in, from the church, everyone invited one person, your church would double in a year's time. Praise the Lord. But can, can you imagine, many churches have people who would not even take a gospel track or would not take an invitation. They don't want to get involved when it comes to outreach. What we see is people or these ships idle. I grew up in uh, San Francisco and uh, 
Uh, you cannot tell, but I used to, I played a high school football. <laughs> okay, you could not tell. And uh, our, uh, our, uh, our school, uh, we, I played three years, and we won three games, okay? <laughs> one, 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 year, one game a year. So we didn't do, pretty, we didn't do, we didn't do too well. But uh, in, the, in San Francisco, uh, in the public school district there, there's been one very, very famous football player. And he's famous for many reasons. Uh, his name is uh, O.J. Simpson, all right? And uh, he's famous, all right? But um, uh, his school was a Galileo High School, and he holds all the, the, all the football records for rushing, rushing yards, and receiving yards, and touchdowns. He, 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 he holds all these records. And uh, in his school, uh, since uh, time has changed since, since uh, he, you know, he went to school there, but uh, the culture in that school has changed. Now, most people uh, in, in, a, in a high school, uh, when they have a football game, on game day, usually Friday nights, they would wear their jersey to school. And uh, they would like to show off, you know, they, they wear their jersey. And I remember that I wear the jersey to school. And somehow, way, my head is always lift up higher. <laughs> my shoulders are further back. My chest is out because I played high school football. And uh, in that culture, in that culture, where, uh, in that school where he goes to, that culture has changed where oftentimes the last several years, they haven't won anything. And uh, the culture in the school is they love to wear the jersey to school, but they don't want to get in the game. Most of the players, they would mess up during practice. They would throw the ball too high. They would not catch it on purpose. They would miss a block. So the coach would not put them in the game. That was their culture. They, they were just used to losing. So what happens is during game day or game time, when, when the coach needs someone else to come in, he would look at someone and say, no, I cannot, cannot use you, cannot use you. Why? Because none of the people wanted to play. You know, sometimes in church, we don't mind being the Christian. We don't mind being the one carrying the Bible. We don't mind being the one going to Sunday school or Sunday morning, Sunday, even Wednesday. We don't mind it. But if we can do one more thing, it's to be involved in outreach. Not just wear the jersey, carry the Bible, but let's be involved in outreach. Let's take that one gospel track, or let's take that invitation, and let's go out there and invite people to church. Let's not be idle, because what Jesus saw, there was both that were not being used for God. I want you to notice a second thought here when it comes to our part in God's program. I want you to notice a second thought. Look, at down in, look with me down in verse number four. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out in the deep and let down your nest for a draft. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, uh, I, uh, uh, I will let down the net. Now, knows what happens here. Uh, Jesus is teaching. Jesus is preaching. And then uh, he sees these boats. They're not being used. And then what happens in verse number two, uh, verse number three, he goes into this boat. And then I want you to notice him. Uh, verse three, he tells Peter, go out a little bit further. And then... Peter follows suit, and then Jesus is in this boat teaching, and he's preaching. Now, don't you think about this. Whose boat was it? Simon Peter's. Who was the carpenter? Jesus. Peter knew Jesus as a carpenter. Remember, Peter had not followed Jesus yet. This is the calling of Simon Peter. All Peter knows about Jesus is he's a good carpenter. He, he says, he says uh, uh, this lady named Mary, that's his son. Right? All, all Peter knows is he's, he's just a, a man that does, uh, you could say he's a carpenter. He works well with his hands, but he's not the master teacher yet. But would you notice, we didn't read this passage, but notice very clearly in verse number three. He entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, 
and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Jesus goes into Peter's boat, and uh, he uses Peter's boat to teach the people so that audience can have a better view of Jesus. Now, can I remind you, number one, it was Peter's boat. Peter was the master fisherman. Jesus was just <laughs> a carpenter. But did you notice he allows Jesus, Peter allows Jesus to use his boat. When it comes to our part in God's program, we said, number one, you got to evaluate your present position. Am I involved? Am I involved? Am I doing something for the gospel? Number two, would you notice he's willing to yield his possession. He was willing to let Jesus use his boat, which was his money maker. <laughs> That's his livelihood there. He was willing to let Jesus come inside his boat and thrust out a little bit so that Jesus can be seen with the crowd. That's his possessions. Now I wonder tonight, I'm involved, you say, but am I willing to allow Jesus to take control of my possessions? Amen. Now I want you to think about this. Uh, when we started deputation, it was a blessing. <laughs> Uh, we, we've gone to different places. I, I would have never been out here in North Carolina if it wasn't because of uh, 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 the ministry. And I remember we started deputation. We were in a Brother Rules Church up in, uh, up in Chico. And uh, really, our, our first, uh, maybe the first uh, uh, four or five months that we were there. And um, we had a missions conference. And uh, uh, I think uh, both, both of his sons at that time, they were on, on staff there. And they took the missions, missionaries out to do men things. And he said, what are men things? It's when you have a gun and you shoot. All right, now, how, can I, we're, now we're out in the country, we're in the rural area. How many of you shoot? Okay, many hands, see that, many hands. Now, can, can you raise your hand? Now, this is funny for you. Now, I grew up in the city, right? I grew up in San Francisco, and uh, it's a place where there's a lot of gun control, all right? And uh, uh, the people that have the guns are not the good people. <laughs> Put it this way. And uh, so I've never shot a gun before. I've never shot a gun before until I went to that missions conference. And uh, they took us out. They said, brother, we're going to have a good time. We're going to shoot skeet. You know, I don't even know what it was. You know, shoot, shoot skeet. I had no idea what it was. I, I didn't know. I had no clue. And then once they told me skeet, I thought, okay, okay. It's just a little flying frisbee, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I thought. And uh, they, so they showed me how to shoot. And they, uh, they, they, they uh, demonstrated how to uh, load a gun and to demonstrate how to, you know, how to hold it and how to look through the, through, through the lens. And this is just one thing. You got to say, brother, you got to be careful of one thing. When you shoot it, there's a kick, all right? Okay, it's a kick. Now, you, you know, you cannot explain it. You just have to, you have to kind of do it before you know how, much, how, how strong it was. So I shot, and I went back about four or five feet. <laughs> had no idea. Had no idea. Then I told them, you know what, I want to I wanna just try the handguns instead, you know, try the handguns instead. So they give me the handgun, and I'm shooting like this, you know. There's a brother out, you're watching too much movies. You don't shoot like that, all right? That's the, that was my first experience shooting a gun. Now watch this. If you raise your hand and you, you shoot out here, you hunt, and you do, you, you do the men things, how many of you would let me borrow your gun? <laughs> you would be out of your mind. <laughs> but can you imagine this? Now, can you imagine? Here's Peter, the master fisherman. 
but he's listening to Jesus tell him what to do. But Jesus is the carpenter. But Peter was willing to yield his possessions to Jesus Christ. That's what we need to do when it comes to our part in God's program, his program. But we have to be willing to give up some things for the gospel's sake. And the truth is, it's not giving up. It's really you're investing. Our time today, we hear people talk about investing in this, investing in this, invest in stocks. And I, I went to business school, and I remember I had a, had a teacher, he, he brought some professionals to school, and he says, uh, you guys can ask anything you want about investing. And this is, you know, way, way back, about, about like 18, 19 years ago. And uh, uh, there was a student, he asked, uh, hypothetically, if we had $50,000, how would you invest that money? And these professionals came up. One says, oh, you got to put half in cash. You got to put half in stocks. No, the other one, no, you got to diversify. 25% this, 25% this, 25% foreign, foreign market. All these different advice. And as students, we thought to ourselves, if these guys are professionals, they couldn't even agree. How can we trust them with money? But when we go to the Bible, the Bible tells us very clear how to invest. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's how we should invest. Lay up treasures in heaven. That's how we should invest. That's why when it comes to our part in God's program, number one, let's see our present position. What am I doing? Number two, am I willing to yield my possessions to Jesus Christ? Am I willing to give him my time? Am I willing to give him my treasures? Am I willing to give something for the cause of Jesus Christ? Last thought I want to give you. Our part in God's program. Look with me here. Look at verse uh, Verse number five again, the Bible says, Simon And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have told all the night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when he had uh, this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto the partners which were in the other ship that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so they began to sink. Now notice verse number eight. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Now, can you imagine this? So uh, they're, they're, they're in uh, Peter's boat. He teaches. He finishes teaching. Now he tells Peter, can you launch out, go a little bit further, and then throw down your net? Peter says, you know, I worked hard all night long, uh, toil, I sweated. We didn't catch anything. But Jesus, <laughs> I'm just going to trust you. Jesus, I'm just going to listen to you. And uh, he goes out there, he throws his net over. And he gets a great multitude of fishes, a great catch. God blessed his efforts. You can say, God blessed his obedience. Amen. Now, do you notice in verse number 8? When Simon and Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Why would Peter fall down at Jesus' feet and ask for forgiveness? I'm a sinful man. He listened. He listened to Jesus. He, he got a great catch. Now, can you imagine if you're the fisherman, you worked hard all night long, you didn't catch anything, and then you listen to Jesus, he blesses you, you come back with a great catch, you're thinking, this is where I'm going to go to the market, I'm going to make money with this. You should be happy. It should be hallelujah time. Praise the Lord for a great return. But Peter says, forgive me, uh, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. Why would Peter ask Jesus to leave? Because he's a sinful man. 
I want you to notice a very, very key word in this passage of Scripture. Would you look with me in verse number 4? Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your, what was that word there? Nets. Jesus says, let down your nets. Would you look at verse number 5 again? Simon answering said unto Master, We have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Now, we believe in the King James Bible. We believe every I, every T, every period, every comma, semicolon, plural, and singular. Did you notice that? Jesus says, let down your nets, plural. Let down your nets, plural. Peter says, I've worked, I've tried, I didn't catch anything, but because Jesus, you told me, I will let down a net, one net. I'll let it down. Peter says, I will obey you, Jesus. I'm going to do the best I can. I will let down one net. When it comes to our part in God's program, number one, evaluate our present position. Am I involved? Am I active? Am I doing something for the gospel? Number two, I have to be willing to yield my possessions. I want to give what Jesus wants. But number two, I have to not just participate. I have to fully participate in God's program. Here's what I mean by participate and fully participate. See, I got saved, I mentioned earlier, when I was 13 years old. And uh, I would say I was involved in church. I would go to church. <laughs> I would go to Sunday school. Uh, I would read the Bible. I would pray. I would give to missions. I I'd get involved. I would serve. <laughs> I told the Lord, I went to Bible school. I'm involved. <laughs> I'm serving in a church full time. I'm, my salary's coming from a church. I'm doing all that I can. God, I'm giving you my nets. But no, God wanted something else. He wanted me to go overseas. He wanted me to be fully participating in his work. He wanted the nets, not just the singular, but the plural. He wants every one of us to be fully participating in his work. Maybe for some of us, it's to be right here. Maybe for some of us, it's to be full-time in the ministry. Maybe some of us is to participate in a bus ministry. Maybe it's to be in a Sunday school ministry. Maybe for someone, it's to go overseas. But some may say, I'm participating already. I'm already in church. I'm already doing this. I'm already doing that. But are we doing what God wants us to do? That's the greatest question. Can I finish with this thought? Years ago, years ago, a deacon board went to this pastor. It was the end of the year. They had a meeting. They told the pastor, they said, you know, this past year, uh, we haven't had many people get saved. It seems like the church hadn't really grown this year. And the pastor explained to the deacons, it really was a difficult year. It really, it really was, uh, uh, was an easy, easy year. But uh, we did see one person get saved. He did get baptized. And the deacon said, I don't remember. Can you, remember, can you tell me who it is? He said, it was little Bobby. Little Bobby was in elementary, school, uh, elementary at that time, uh, about fourth or fifth grade. And he told, the pastor told this deacon board, and the deacon board says, you know what? Little Bobby doesn't count. Little Bobby doesn't count. The, de the deacon said, you know, little Bobby's special. Special here. <laughs> he says, Speci he's special. And the pastor says, what do you mean? He said, well, the deacon said, well, I, I teach a Sunday school class. And the past several weeks, we've been talking about money, 
talking about tithes, talking about giving to the Lord. And uh, this past week, uh, we, we, we passed out the offering plate, and all the t- little children, they brought their offering, uh, and they put it uh, in the offering plate. And as that offering plate went to little Bobby, he didn't pull out any money. What little Bobby did was he put that offering plate on the floor, and he walked right into it. He stepped into it. The deacons said to him, see, little Bobby don't get it. A little bit special in the head. He doesn't get it. That pastor invested his time in this little Bobby. Little Bobby grew up. He's uh, known as Robert Moffat, the famous missionary to Africa. He was not just special here, but he was specially used by God because he fully participated in God's program by giving himself to the Lord. If you remember in history, Robert Moffat grew up. He had a daughter uh, on the mission field, and uh, she grew up and became the wife of David Livingston, another famous missionary in Africa. He got it. He wasn't special or or, um, uh, different, but he was specially used of God because he was willing to fully participate in God's program. Tonight, as we close, can I encourage you? Be involved. Be involved in outreach. Be involved in the local church. Give, not just the money, but give of yourselves to God's work. And fully participate in his program. And he will bless and use you in special, special ways. You won't understand it, but you will receive multitudes of blessings if you're just willing to say yes to God. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.